Welcome to the Myelin and Melanin podcast with Dawn and Dana. We are just two women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. Our listeners can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Myelin Melanin, YouTube, and our website, www.myelinandmelanin.com. Can you believe that this is episode 38 already? I know. I'm really, I'm excited. This has been a a wonderful, you know, season two. We have even more, you know, fun episodes coming. So I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Really happy. And, you know, I'm equally as excited to chat with Ardra Shepard, Miss Tripping on Air. She is, in my opinion, I, I, or maybe I can speak for both of us, um, in our opinion, she's one of the best voices and blogs to follow in the MS world. And Ardra, honestly, you know, like she's probably one of the most down to earth women and really focuses on how to live life to the fullest, you know? Yes. What do you think? I- Totally agree. She is absolutely amazing. Um, We reference her work all the time on the podcast, so it's super exciting to actually have her on with us today. And I'm really honored that she's taking the time to chat with us. So on her blog, she describes herself as a city girl living in Toronto. She loves books, wine, galleries, and gossip believes in always having an up-to-date passport and in doing the things that you always said that you would. So Arja, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, I feel like I am deficient in both myelin and melanin. So lovely to be here. So clever. Yeah, no, I don't know. I've had MS for like a million years, all of my adult life. So you think I would be used to it by now. But it also, as you know, it's like a different disease every six months. Yes, yes. So it's an ongoing journey. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Wow. MS really is different every few months. Like no matter how long you've had it. Yeah, I sometimes, or I used to feel a lot like um, maybe people in my life and also like well-meaning people who love me, when I was diagnosed, they of course had to go through their own grief and come to terms with what it meant for a loved one to have MS. And and I have this idea, and, and maybe I don't even know what I'm talking about, but have this idea that they all like kind of came to terms with it and accepted it or whatever. But, but when you have the disease, it's like, you can't just grieve it and get over it. It's like a constant process of doing that because it's, it's a new disease all the time. Like if you think um, like my presenting symptom was optic neuritis and vision loss, like that's one disease, you know, if you Mm -hmm. have like, um, Crohn's disease or irritable bowel syndrome, that's mm-hmm. one disease. Like mm-hmm. if you have right. mobility problems, that's another disease. Like it's it's like having 18 diseases all at once. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a great point about family, friends, you know, loved ones or, you know, close people to you. They do grieve alongside with you or they're grieving in their own time because sometimes you're in denial, like, you know, Dana and I, yeah. <laughs> so many times. but then like their, their grief and their anger just like comes out of nowhere. And I'm speaking from experience right now because 
I just don't think that family, I don't know, sometimes they haven't come to grips with what's going on. And it, there's so much anger, you know, like, why is this happening? I want you to be back to where you were and back to normal. Oh, yeah, I haven't experienced that personally. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it like when the whole family really has it, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. How old were you when you were diagnosed? I was a wee baby. I was like 22. So mm-hmm. it's uh, like, same, it's yeah. all I've known yeah. like my whole adult life in a way. It's so it's like, I don't, it's hard to remember a time before MS, but, mm-hmm. um, right. but it's also, it looks totally different now than it did back then. That, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was 22 when I first noticed well I was 18 when I noticed a few of the issues but 22 when I was like yeah something's wrong and then it went away and so I was officially diagnosed at 25 so yeah and Dana you were 23 I was yeah I was 23 going on 24 when I developed optic neuritis didn't know what it was at the time but yeah I was 23 so me I also presented with optic neuritis and I was super in denial I was like I obviously need some antibiotics (laughs) Um, right, right. Because that's how much I knew about medicine and science. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but then I was diagnosed like within like six weeks. I had, yeah. and by that point, and he, like, I had the MRI. And but by the time I got the diagnosis, I'd already started to have trouble with mobility. So mm-hmm. I mean, it was I was like a classic case, if there is a classic yeah. case. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I was diagnosed quickly. Arja, I don't think you know this about me, but I am originally from Buffalo, New York. So I'm not, you are from Toronto. I am. Um, Canada. So yeah, I, we were neighbors and I, oh I love Toronto's like in my top three favorite places to ever be. Toronto's um, I an love amazing it. place. I'm glad. You yeah. Think. So Buffalo, what is, I, Buffalo, I feel like is part of my MS story. We used to go to Buffalo all the time. Um, to the outlet malls there to shop Mm -hmm. we would like cross border shop and we'd buy all this cheap stuff we'd wear like eight bras under our clothes and (laughs) (laughs) smuggle stuff back no I didn't just say that on a podcast I'm totally joking Um, (laughs) but I remember actually with this like first MS attack of like loading up for a a trip across the border and having this terrible like headache in my eyes and just like mm. taking all the Advil I could muster just to get through this shopping marathon. It's weird how those little memories stick. Yes. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah, we like Dana and I were talking, you know, last week and we were saying, Oh my gosh, we just love Ardra. I can't wait to talk to her because we, you know, we followed your blog and your posts for quite some time. Um, your candor, your, um, your comedy, your, you know, it's just, it's fantastic. And I think it keeps people super engaged. So thank you again for, you know, being on with us and talking about your latest post, which is also so important, I think for, Wait, let me interrupt you really quick. I (laughs) sort of feel like we have like a famous person on the podcast. I know. Anyway, but yeah, I'm sorry, Don. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, your your most recent um, blog post, the nine things that will make or nine things that will make summer suck less when you have MS. Um, yeah, like just before we dive in, have you always experienced you know summers like where you're like, oh, here we go again. The next three months are just going to be hell. No, like it kind of hurt my horcrux to write that headline because mm. winter, and you will know this from having lived in Buffalo, um, that like winter is so, so awful and terrible. And even today is the hottest day of the year. They're saying it's going to be 45 with the humidex, which I feel like in Fahrenheit is like 200. Like it's oh, very, 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 very <laughs> Um <laughs> And so, so despite that, I'm sitting here freezing my feet, like just, I'm quite uncomfortable. So it's, um, yeah, I think I have, I, I, my nerve conduction is worse in the heat, but I just mostly avoid it. Like, I, I yeah. think like, Thank God for air conditioning. I don't know what I would do without it, but right. I don't. I, I, with the exception, I, I messed up earlier this week, and I walked outside in the heat when I shouldn't have, and I feel like I'm still recovering from that. And that was Tuesday, and today is Friday. Um, mm. So that was like a good reminder for me. But I guess. What I'm saying is I know that most people with MS struggle in the heat. I think I struggle with both extremes, like hot and cold, but I am cold right now in my apartment with the air conditioning turned off. Like the, the building is a bit over air conditioned, but mm. even, even still. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And you, you opened up the your article with MS doesn't take a vacation. And yeah. that is just so true. And like just hearing you say this about the um the nerve conduction and having a heating pad at your feet. <laughs> like I yeah. like wow. And so yeah. when I was reading your your nine tips, I read that part and I was like, okay, she's gotta explain this because I don't understand. So yeah. like let me let me scroll down. I think it's like number three, hot packs. So yeah. <laughs> can you kind of like, like, what is that? Are you attributing? Okay. Does that have to do with MS? I'm sure it does. Totally. The, of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's dysesthesia. So it's a kind of nerve pain. I can't really explain why the blood doesn't go into my feet. Like the, and sometimes Sometimes they're too hot. They always kind of feel like burning. And sometimes I can't tell if they're too hot or too cold unless I touch them with my hands. Mm -hmm. um, but I can feel, my feet can feel cold in a hot bath. Wow. It's, um, and it's like, it's a kind of pain. It's very, uh, I'm wearing these hot packs every day still. I mean, I'm not wearing them outside, but right. I'm wearing them overnight to bed. But then again, I like to like keep the room freezing at night and then yeah. we're like I'm complicated <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so then okay and well we won't talk about winter right at this moment but like what have you found to be the most difficult part of the summer then so uh, honestly I love summer and I also love to travel but I don't 
typically travel in the summer because I think Toronto has so much to offer in, mm-hmm. in the summer. I love feeling warm, but I will concede that it is harder to move around when you're too, when you're warm. So yes. the, the, like the warm air feels comfortable for me. I feel like I have less pain from being freezing cold all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to be careful and not, you know, walk places, you know, like take a taxi right. or stay in the air conditioning or, right. um, I mean, like limit my outdoor activities to, to sit down activities. <laughs> right. That makes right. sense. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, okay. So for our listeners, Arjo wrote this, fantastic blog and again it's nine things that will make summer suck less when you have MS so I'll just read the nine that she listed safety and I won't like read the everything I'll just read the you know the opening here safety shoes that don't look like safety shoes that's number one (laughs) (laughs) I posted the shoes because um people were asking me about where I got those shoes and you know it's like if you have drop foot, flip-flops are not going to be your friend. You still want to look oh, no. cute, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that shoes make a world of a difference. Like, even when you have sneakers on and, and socks, you're, you don't want to be uncomfortable. You want to be stylish. You don't want to look like you're, yeah. you know, 102 years old. You medical. Know. You, don't wanna, <laughs> you don't want your accessories to look medical. <laughs> Right. Ever. <laughs> 102 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, supporting your arches is great, but you do want to have a little bit of style. So, yeah. yeah. But um yeah, and so number 2, clothing that literally that's literally cool for you bitches who hate the heat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of language in my post. <laughs> So yeah, what did you mean by that? So like, that's like um there are these like cooling products and um Cold Tech sent me these towels to try which they're cool like you put the these like dry ice packs in the freezer and then you slip them into these like bamboo scarves and I just have been having a really hard time bringing myself to test them because <laughs> Because it's they're so cold and they're so effective, but I, that's not something I really ever feel is is for me. But I know that it's yes. for a lot of you guys. So right, um, and I yeah. actually looked at the Cold Tech, um, you know, website and just read about it, and I'm like yeah. really interested in ordering some um, and talking to the company because that's more like. For, for like more my speed, I never get, well, I, I get cold in the winter, of course, but in the summer, I want to carry ice all the time. Like, do you and ever you feel that way? Like this. You will like this because it's not like a wet cool. Like it just, and I think, I think actually be good for headaches too. Like having that kind of cool on the back of your neck, it can really like lower your, your body temperature. Body temperature. Right. Yeah. yeah. My muscles are just nothing in extremely hot weather just complete jelly yeah right which i mean just complete jelly but my spasticity is i always talk about my spasticity like i have a love-hate relationship with it because my legs are so stiff that 
if I stand, I'm not going anywhere because they're stiff as boards. But that said, in extreme heat, my legs are just jelly. Like, no, they're nothing. Mine are too. Like, I totally concur with that. They're also spaghetti. Yes. 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 So I just plan to just not use them. I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, right. Exactly. What can you do? It doesn't make me as angry because I'm not cold, you know? Yeah. I think I it's just you. like, well, we're not going anywhere. We're just going <laughs> to right. sit here and drink this, <laughs> drink this right. drink. Right. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we're all like noodles. I had, I, I, I'll interject a quick story. My family, my parents and I and my son, we went to Hilton Head, South Carolina. And I think I talked about this in the podcast before too. And I'm thinking, oh, everything's fine. I never experienced heat intolerance before. Um, this was pre-Limtrata. I think I was to Sabri, on to Sabri. So nothing was different. I was fine. I, I did have a little bit of you know um, mobility issues, but it wasn't over the top where I couldn't go to the walk to the beach. So we're on the beach and sitting out there for hours, and that was number one, hours, shouldn't have been out there for that long. But, you know, we were all having fun watching my son use his shovel and bucket and put sand and make sand castles, you know, all of that fun stuff. So I get up and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go inside. I think I'm going to go get something cool. I stand up and, you know, you guys talk about noodles and jelly. That's exactly what happened to me. I, yeah. stand, I stand up and I fell right into the sand. And it was, it was really a nightmare and it was scary because I didn't know what was happening to my body. I'm like, am I having a heat stroke? And, you know, it, it was awful. My dad had ended up carrying me back to, Aww. you know, where we were staying. And I mean, it was bad because like everything was just drag. I was just dead weight, you know? So I think what yeah. you're saying is interesting and makes me realize that I like heat intolerance was more of a pain in the ass for me when I was more mobile. Because I'm using mm, a rollator mm. now, I'm still walking, but I never am planning to walk long distances. So mm-hmm. like even on a, on a good day, you know? So right. I think it was more of an obstacle in my life when I was not using any mobility aids, but just like, mm-hmm. like trying to keep up with a normal pace or, you know, like out and about and Right. Not having all like all these workarounds in place already from having like less mobility. So mm-hmm. like so the the difference was more dramatic, you know, and you're you're out and you get stranded somewhere on the beach. Yes. Like, yeah. Well, it's yeah, and we can talk about this too. Like it's really all about preparation in the totally. summer. You know? Yeah. It's, it's but I, I think well, if you're it, already like using mobility aids, you're you're preparing, you're used to preparing all the time. Right. So you're used right. to budgeting for that. And mm-hmm. so I think maybe it is a, like a bigger struggle for people earlier on or who are otherwise, you know, yes. like going about their day a little bit. The the impact is is greater. Right, right. So um, okay, so on to three, which we talked about the dis how to pronounce it again, descent descent dis- dysesthesia. Oh. Dysesthesia, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Neuro- yeah. Nerve so, pain. <laughs> that's the nerve pain. That's um yeah. number three, hot packs for the rest of us. So yeah. um people people can look that up, I'm sure the dis- 
Oh God, I can't even pronounce it. So forget it. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. Google. <laughs> yeah, Google. Because MS. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because of MS. Um, the face mister. That's number four. Okay. I, this is interesting. You said, when I lived in France, I saw people carrying enormous bottles of Evian filled misters everywhere. I think the whole country needs to discover Freon. There's no denying the French French girl cool that comes with misting mineral water onto your puffy red face with a $25. How do you pronounce that one? Brumister. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, do, do they work? That is a good question that I have. Do they work? I face mean, the, the, yeah, like they're refreshing temporarily, but it's still like it's 40, look, it's 200 degrees Fahrenheit today. Yeah. Like don't go outside, because, <laughs> you know, like a face mister isn't going to fix you. Like it is, it's, it's refreshing. But I mean, in France, they really, air conditioning is hard to find in a, in a lot of Europe. And so they're they have the they're like the size of your arm they're enormous and they're spraying themselves <laughs> all the time and they look very elegant doing it but yeah it can be refreshing and carry like a little one in your purse for when you have to be out but if you don't have to be out on a day like today then don't be out and don't, don't be out. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah i they're went refreshing but it's not gonna like I mean, if your body temperature is elevated one degree with MS, you're in trouble. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, right. there's only so much any of this stuff can do. And, and really like drinking water, I would say is probably wasn't, didn't make my list, but it should have that that's, you know, going to be cool too, definitely. staying hydrated. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I went to, um, I spent some time in Madrid and, like you said, it's really hard to find air conditioning in, you know, over there. It, I don't know why, but it was like a million <laughs> degrees and everyone, they, I, I saw a few face misters and I, it didn't affect me then the heat intolerance, but most people had those handheld personal fans. So I oh, ended up yeah. getting one of those. So I was like, oh, I'll be cool and fashionable, like a little <laughs> flamenco dancer, you know, and <laughs> it was it, it helped. It certainly helped. So I do carry a little f fan, but I, I said, oh, I'm going to try the face mister and, and see how that works. So I feel like yeah. those two things in combination would be really right. great. Right. E right. Exactly. Um, I want to skip down to number eight. Okay. The underwear you can get drunk and <laughs> pee your pants in. So what kind, what are these underwear? Okay, so, I mean, I can't speak for the company, um, uh, and I, I don't represent them. There are a few right, companies, right, right. There are a few companies that are making them, mm. and um, I have to say that they're really good. I think I I can't actually believe that um, I'm only kind of just now hearing about them and uh -huh. actually like seeking this out, right. Um, like myself and that they're not marketed to um, people who need better continence care. Cause I right. think we're all aware of the products that exist that are kind of right. like, for lack of a better word, diapery or like, I feel like yeah. diapery yeah. is actually <laughs> the, the exact right word because like, right. Like they're making them look less diapery, but they're still pretty diapery. These are yes. like, 
underwear and I'm they're they're attractive looking you can check them out on um their websites but they're marketed mm. really as like period underwear mm-hmm. right um and so there's like an environmental component there also and also a health component you're not putting something in your body or near your body and they're, right. they're like antimicrobials so they mm. they don't have a smell and I don't know I just think they're really great I feel like this is an idea that I need to work on, but like when you get diagnosed, you should get a swag bag. Yes. Yes. So true. Right. (laughs) No, definitely. Like a gift certificate for the liquor store. (laughs) Yeah. Like some fun things, you know, and then like some practical things. Because these are things that people don't like to talk about. Right. No, but there no. it's a very real thing totally yeah and I have to say like since okay I, I I labeled this as underwear you can get drunk and pee your pants in because like if we're gonna be totally real here <laughs> um which is the whole point of doing this show mm-hmm. I feel like and I've written about this before also that like introducing um intermittent catheterization into my life has was like revolutionized my quality of life like just Mm -hmm. and I don't have accidents really anymore Mm -hmm. except maybe if I have like two Manhattans (laughs) (laughs) like it like a little bit of alcohol like bladder is such an alcohol irritant you know and it does like it's not a friend of um of having a very slow walk (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but every now and then you want two drinks so this this would be a game changer for me um because well now it's gotten better after lumtrada but you know my body has done all kinds of weird things um because i can't tell you how many times i've had these accidents or peed my pants and you know I've been like in the car I've and I purposely don't drink and I'm like yeah, okay I have to I know, make it's sure so bad yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that causes so, issues you know on its own mm-hmm. try these they're they're not cheap I think they're like 40 bucks a pair um but they just go in the wash like just try them I think um mm-hmm. I th- th- I think they're really great personally I like them a lot. So, and I think also with like MS bladder, we tend to like the bladder gets like over full. And so like, I remember when I was having accidents overnight, I would Mm -hmm. wake up because I would have to pee and then realize that I'd already peed and I still had to pee. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like even if you're having an accident, you're not emptying your bladder entirely. Right. Um, Right. So it's not like they're not meant to like they can't hold a full bladder's worth of pee, but um, right yeah. for these like spillover leaks when you're on your way to the bathroom, you know right they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always wear them if I'm getting on a plane or if I'm in the car for a long time, right? Or if right. I have a couple of drinks. That's my <laughs> like the rest of the time. I'm really fine. The catheter is. Uh, saving my life it's just for you know I think that's the other thing you get to know your body and you get to know like when you're putting yourself into a risky situation Mm -hmm. and then you try to mitigate it right 
And along with the swag bag that you just talked about, I think that we should like come up with a list of doctors that you will see over the course <laughs> of the MS, you know, journey. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, like I had to see a, a urologist so many times because of yeah. the, you know, not mm-hmm. being able to empty the bladder, like what's happening here, you know, and it's, it's insane. I'm like, somebody said to me, how many doctors do you have? I was like, I don't know. I've seen everybody yeah. except for a cardiologist. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I've seen yeah. a cardiologist. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, it's a lot. I feel like maybe we don't want to put that in the swag bag though, because we don't no. want to scare people too much. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so, okay, so legitimately clean hair, that's oh. that's on your list. <laughs> what do you mean by that one? I mean, like, the, I, showering is so hard. It's, I'm, it's so, so hard. I, it takes, um, I don't, my hair is, I don't wash it. I wash it, like, once a week, and mm-hmm. it's gross. And sometimes my husband will like kiss me on the head and I'm like, please don't smell my hair. (laughs) 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 So yeah, like dry shampoo. I feel like it's, it has only existed for like 10 years somehow. I don't know. Like where was it when I was a teenager? It didn't exist. Right. Um, right. I don't think it has. It's a, re- a recent phenomenon. It's it brilliant. It's yeah. seriously amazing. And um, yeah, it saves me because you know what? You can wash what's important at the sink, but not your, not your hair. You have to get right. in the shower for that. Um, yeah. So um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, dry shampoo. That is fantastic. Yeah. And I think like, what really sums it up, which was brilliant in my, um, when I was reading, I was like, Oh my God, she's just so perfect. Time and energy. Number nine, like that. That's just it. Yeah. And what you, Dana, you were saying something about it, like a couple days ago, I can't remember exactly. I don't want to misquote you, but you were saying like that literally sums up the entire summer heat debacle, you know, like having your time to prepare, having the energy to do it and to make sure that you are comfortable and you can get through and this, it, it's a struggle. I don't know. I don't know any other it way is. to say it, you know? Um, but yeah, it is, oh, I'm sorry. it is a struggle, but I don't think it has to be, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if that makes sense, like if you are very conscious about preserving or using your time wise, I don't know. I, I don't know. So, I feel like this is this whole idea, maybe a little bit of this internalized ableism that we all have yes. with people that have maybe um, disabilities that they have acquired or are acquiring. Uh-huh. So I travel a lot and mm-hmm. it, there was this like sketchy gray area of time where I didn't need a mobility aid. I didn't need a cane to like get too far. But if I, but I would fatigue, I would need breaks, I would need to rest, I would need, um, I would spending a lot of time like in the hotel or like not having full days. We were traveling Mm -hmm. and, you know, we would take the subway and that's 
a couple of flights of stairs up and down mm-hmm. and then you're walking to where you're going and you have this idea of like, well, I can do it. So I should. And mm-hmm. it, it took a lot of like failing and a lot of fucking up and a lot of like crying on vacation to mm-hmm. before I realized like we need to incorporate into the budget taxi rides you know, and, and not Mm -hmm. like, why am I wasting my energy on the stairs, the subway, or like maybe like take from the expensive dinner budget and put it into the transportation budget. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, uh, all that also evolved into like use a mobility aid and, and get this like, like, like I can remember just sitting on the floor in an airport, just wrecked and destroyed and being like a real victim of invisible illness because like, why can't everyone around me see how much I'm dying and how much help I need Just like Mm -hmm. get in the wheelchair at the airport and have somebody push you. Like, why are you wasting your whole day's worth of energy? And maybe tomorrow's too, just to like stubbornly stand in line when like it's, yes. But it's like you well, have to like prove it to yourself, prove it to who you're with. Like you need permission to like it's it's such a loaded, layered issue. It is. Mobility aids are like the worst possible thing that anybody would ever need to use. And I'm not saying that I believe that, but that's what a lot of people think. You yeah, know, that idea I'm never going to use a cane. Be dead than be in a wheelchair. Yes, exists. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And people spend so much time and energy trying to, you know, hobble around with or without a cane, for example. When if you would get into a wheelchair, your yeah. life would be so much, I'm not going to say easier because it's not easy, but you expend so much less energy. It's a I'm hard just, lesson to learn, yeah. but it's also, yeah. it like, is. honestly, when I first started using a rollator, I've said this before, like it would have gone, it would have done me a lot of good. I needed people in my life who like, nobody knows. We're all figuring this out as we go. So it's mm-hmm. not a criticism to people in my life, but it would have mm-hmm. helped me a lot if people had just said, like, I'm proud of you for using this. Like, I'm, like, yes, yes. like I'm proud of you for, like, looking after yourself. Like, encourage me to use it instead. Like, there are a lot of people, doctors included in our lives, who will be, like, like who will – there's this idea that you're giving up. And people aren't yes. in our bodies. They don't know what it's like. But the, the psychological – um, struggle to accept and embrace these things, it just would have helped a lot for somebody to be like, I'm proud of you for right. using this. Like, right. Yeah. So many people take the approach, like, I'm so proud of you for being able to walk totally. 10 feet. Yeah. And for not Instead of, I'm proud of, like, yes. For not using right. the wheelchair, right? It's the opposite. Yes. It's like, you're a fighter. It totally is. Yeah. That is totally that that just hit me so hard because I made a complete fool of myself in the airport three times. And I could say three times because I remember 
you know, the exact moments and I refuse to get in the wheelchair and I'm struggling walking through security, going through the gate, you know, trying to find my gate. Then they switch the gate and then I have to walk. Like it was just a nightmare and I'm like struggling and I'm thinking, why am I doing this? And I'm like, oh, you have MS. Who are you trying to prove something yeah. to? Like, why didn't you get, and, and I'm like, why didn't I even think that I had this option to get a wheelchair, you know? And it, there's it's so much judgment and there's so much yeah, yes. and we do it to ourselves it's like we need a whole shift in in how we think about these things it's and there's no yes. roadmap there's no guide you know there's no like role models or examples to tell us mm-hmm. how to do it and oh I, I think like every yeah. mobility aid that I've had to like embrace and get used to was something that like I had to research, I had to figure out, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I yes. also feel like with travel, like, so like factor into your itinerary and your time, like, and your money, like saving time and energy, but also like budget, like make time to cry because <laughs> Like yeah. disability, like whatever, I mean, most people go like take a trip or a vacation to get away from their problems, but whatever your MS problems are, they're going to be worse on vacation. They're com- yes. They're going to be worse. And I'm not, and it, I think it's still worth it. I think we should still travel and live and do things, but it's whatever you're struggling with is going to be highlighted. And, uh, yes, it's a tough thing. It is. Wow. That was fantastic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> wow. Yes. Thank you so much, Ardra. Yes. Yeah. Um, with all of that said, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. We really, again, are honored that you gave of your time to chat with us for a little while. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So where can people find you online? Um, I'm all over the internet. I, Tripping on Air is my website and it is my Facebook page and my Instagram, Tripping on Air. Fantastic. Yep. So would you consider maybe in the future joining us again? Totally. For I would love chat? to. Yeah. That's um, wonderful. Yeah. It would be my great pleasure. I think we need to like, we need to hear as many MS stories as we can all stomach because it's yes. it's different for everyone and I we just need to like normalize the experience of chronic illness and yes. invisible illness and visible illness and disability and just mm-hmm. you know talk about it definitely all right so I want to thank everybody for tuning in to myelin and melanin you can find us on the web at myelin and melanin melanin.com facebook instagram and twitter at myelin melanin and you can also look us up and subscribe to us on youtube so with that said we will talk to you soon bye everyone bye